few moments we're going to start with our, our a sit um, because and this morning I I'll, I'll, I'll give myself the excuse of not being a morning person but uh, I forgot the chanting this morning some of you may have noticed that you know at some point I had said that intention will do this every day uh, so we're going to do that again tonight just and then into our sit and then time to share reflections from our day of practice and and uh, some Dharma reflections as well um, yeah so you can either mute yourself or we, we um, yeah, it's better if you mute yourself rather than us mute all. So uh, there isn't any background noise and you can start to get what supports you need for your posture for sitting. And uh, the managers will work on the screen share. Uh, or if you prefer a printed copy, you can get that. There it is, perfect. <sighs> Alright, is everybody able to read that well enough or you can refer to your printed copy? Got some thumbs up, thank you, nice. So I'm just going to take a few moments to settle into my seat, so to speak, or, you know, just arrive into the body here. Um, so take your time to do that as well, or into your standing or reclining posture or walking, whatever of the four postures suits your being. Uh, not just suits your being, but uh, is a wise choice for uh, to balance your system is a better way to put it. And as was said before, you can try practicing along with the Pali because you're muted, or you can read the English version to yourself, or you could just rest in awareness and let the vibration, the sounds, the intention, the meaning, uh, touch your heart and mind. Namo Tassa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo Tassa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo Tassa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Buddhang Saranangachami Dhammang Saranangachami Sangang Saranangachami Dutiampi Buddhang Saranangachami Dutiampi Dhammang Saranangachami Dutiampi Sangang Saranangachami Duty 
Tatiampi Buddhang Saranangachami Tatiampi Dhammang Saranangachami Tatiampi Sangang Saranangachami And then we'll just scroll to see the precepts. Thank you. Panatipata Veramani Sika Padang Samadhyami Adina Dana Veramani Sika Padang Samadhyami Kamesu Michachara Veramani Sika Padang Samadhyami Musawada Veramani Sika Padang Samadhyami Sura Mirya Maja Pamadatana Veramani Sika Padang Samadhyami Idami Silang Maga Palanyanasa Pachayahotu Sadhu Sadhu, Sadhu. Allow yourself to receive the gift of these blessings, their meaning, their resonance, their intention. Just feel it wash over you, through you. We offer this to each other as safety. And we receive it as an offering. And as you settle into your posture tonight, See how it feels for your body uh, to find a resting place where your palms uh, feel a little bit open without it being uncomfortable or awkward for you. Is, it, uh, is there a place where you could feel what it's like to have the palms opened? So we're taking this posture of open-handedness, of letting go, of relinquishment, of not holding tightly. Hands are relaxed and open. If that feels uncomfortable, you can just modify that or let the palms be stacked, something like that. with the elbows resting back and the palms turned open it can sometimes help the heart center to feel wide and open receptive
Watch if there's any striving to uh, try to meditate and see if you could even let go of that so that you just allow the bare simple awareness of knowing the posture that you're in where is the body right now right here right now just feel whatever posture you're in all these sensations we've been practicing of contact pressure ground temperature texture just landing letting go of the doing of the day Is there any tension in the habit places of the body that isn't needed right now? Try and become familiar with what the habit places are for you. Often areas in the face, the neck, the belly. One of the ways that Donna generosity manifests is, and the result of it is the feeling of not needing, not needing. So right now we can feel that breathing is already happening and there's no need to do anything body sitting body breathing not needing anything else not needing to control it
guys can just rest on this felt experience of either your whole body or your breath with a lightness and a brightness just like the sun lightly illuminating does it feel like to relate to this body, heart, mind, breath as a gift, as dana, as an abundance? piece of instruction here to support this you can practice giving away any thoughts that are seeking to captivate your attention with your open palms open heart just let them be given away renunciation holding on to anything. And please continue on your own now.
feel the gift that you are giving yourself, the gift of presence, cultivating calm, wisdom, kindness. We offer this gift to ourselves so that we can be of service in the world. Feel yourself receiving the gift that you're giving. might it feel like if this moment was absolutely perfect and nothing else is needed at all? This moment is exquisitely the way it has to be.
last few minutes recognizing that letting go is already the natural state of everything everything is already in a constant flow and see if we can start to pay attention to the places of holding on where we're holding on to an idea a story a becoming an aversion a wanting just let nature be nature letting go as easily as an exhale happens it's already it already is that way lovely to see people using that wise uh, attention of practicing with standing meditation it's something we often invite and very few people take us up on it in, in classes and retreats and it's a very skillful thing to do really uh, love to hear uh, your oh another thing that I forgot this morning <laughs> another thing I forgot this morning um, I think on the first day the first full day Sunday I had said you know 
and, and we we had said and intended that the zoom room will stay open all day you can come in anytime and have a have a sit here and others may be here and then we realized that that's logistically very difficult because i had a another class and this is on my zoom and it was just like and there wouldn't be always someone here to let you in from the waiting room that was the other catch so that's not so workable um yeah because people were signing out and then they would need to be let back in um so i'll just carry on with this announcement now because i feel like i might forget it at the end of the evening uh wanted to check in if anyone may be interested to meet here <laughs> here um, in zoom land uh, for a, a visiting meal tomorrow at lunchtime I could be here and if anyone would like to join because part of our daily life retreat when we were meeting in person that was very precious was the sharing of meals and we would alternate silent meals and visiting meals. So we would have a sit and have breakfast together and then go do our day. And we came back and people would make meal for each other in teams. And then we'd have our evening practice. Really nice. Um, so um, you could maybe think about that. And if maybe one of my uh, assistant managers could put a big note and remind us at the end of the evening um, to check in and see if if anyone else is interested in hanging out for meeting for a meal um, yeah so we'll you can just let that percolate and we'll check in at the end of tonight about it okay that's my announcements uh, yeah so i would love to hear about your day of practice uh, uh with donna and um what showed up for you um challenges insights opportunities uh yeah what came up so we um we don't have to you, you could probably just unmute yourself or, I don't know, we don't have to make it too worky. We can make it pretty casual. We're a small group here, so uh, if anybody, you could just kind of wave your hand or unmute yourself and, and go ahead. Jill, I have a question. Yeah, Gary. For, for rather than a statement. Okay. Um, when, you were, when you were reading the refrainings from various things, and the last one, which goes something like refrain from intoxicants which lead to heedlessness yeah. what exactly does that mean yeah great um that is part of sila which is the next um pillar of dharma that we're going to be talking about so the first one is donna that we're talking about and practicing with today and tomorrow we'll start talking about sila so i'll go into it more but just for now to say um to the with all of the, with all of those precepts, it's I undertake the training to refrain from, and so it's not a commandment. It's a another place to bring awareness and attention, curiosity. What intoxicants am I using? So that would have referred to alcohol in in um, 
you know, in the original time of a monastic and lay person rule, and uh, not rule, guideline. Um, but now it may include marijuana, it may include any number of intoxicants, and maybe that also includes like Instagram <laughs> for some people, or Facebook, or, you know, what is your uh, Netflix binge watching or something. So these can also be kind of addictive, intoxicating things. And so then the rest of that phrase, Gary, was, um, I undertake the training to refrain from intoxicants that lead to heedlessness. So this is where you pay attention. So I remember when I first started practicing with this was, you know, how ha watching how having one glass of wine, the intention is to have one glass of wine. But after I finished one glass of wine, there's already a, yeah, I could have a little more or I could have a second glass. Like it's already loosened up my intention just in that first glass of wine. And I was like, yeah, could have another glass of wine. And then watch, like actually take it on as a practice. Don't just say, you know, I'm not going to do these things, but watch. Bring the mindfulness to it and watch and see, does the tongue get looser? Do you start being heedless and, um, you know, the other precepts of causing harm with our speech or being greedier, you know, or like consuming more or... Uh, yeah, so to watch the effect of it and is it causing heedlessness, meaning unawareness, no, not not attentiveness, not awakeness. Yeah, does that make sense? Yes, it does. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. Good question. Yeah, so questions or comments about the practice today. Were you able to practice with the... Uh, Donna. I have a question concerning uh, the punya, the notion of punya. Yeah, yesterday you mentioned it uh, being a sort of an energy. Um, mm -hmm. And I thought that was pretty interesting. And, and in with regards to Dana, um, I, I was thinking back of some situations that I have. I, I am in my own personality, naturally generous, like my mom was. Mm. And that has caused me some, some pain at times. Um, I, can, I was thinking of a particular example at work where I'm the type of person at work, if there's something to be done and nobody else is doing it, I would just get up and do it I, you know, without even thinking about it. Um, like uh, clearing the snow out from the, from the, uh, from the, um, security doors or something like that <laughs> you know that is not on anybody's uh, work um, plan but it has to be done <laughs> and uh, so i was just that type of person i would just do it and not even think about it um but that caused people to feel indebted somehow or that somehow that you know if i if if i did that then they felt that they had to they would have to do it or, or the boss would have them do it too or something like that you know so that sort of thing caused a, a, a lot of disease sometimes in the workplace oh. and so I was, I was just thinking about that that type of energy that the, that we can be mindful being being generous yes but when we have to be mindful of the way 
that generosity creates a wave of an impact on others, um, especially if, if it's an individual, for instance, that you're offering a neighbor who you think that is in need and you offer something without going deeper into it or just making sure that they don't feel indebted to, to what you're doing. So it was basically that was my reflection. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful reflection. So much there that to really just stay alive with and stay uh, inquiring. These are wonderful, wonderful explorations. I really appreciate that um, thoughtfulness. Um, part of this is something I think we touched on briefly is around intention. Mm -hmm. and the, And the impact is something we don't have control over of, you know, like, for instance, the example in the workplace, the intention is like to create safety by clearing the, the fire escape and the doorway for people. And if somebody else takes that on as a story about they're not doing enough or someone's going to expect me to do that now, you got to let them have their work. <laughs> That's their they got to work on that storyline that's generating in them, right? That's not something you can really control or protect others from, or we shouldn't do something generous because someone else is going to mm -hmm. uh, feel that they're not measuring up, right? I, I don't think that's uh, that would be pretty impossible to try and manage that. Um, but the other example you gave of like the neighbor or anyone else that we're, we think someone is in need and we're going to do something to help them, that's a little bit of a different vibe, right? That's, that's another great inquiry. And yes, I would agree there that it's, you know, yeah, we could, you know, offer, I, th I think most people wouldn't be too upset if, you brought someone a meal or, you know, just clear their sidewalk sometime or something. Uh, but if it was like doing it all the time, then you might want to have a discussion with them, you know. I'm happy to do this. How's this feel for you? Or checking in with people rather than assuming it's something they need. Yeah, those are great, great reflections. Um, and another aspect with that, Andrew, that it, it sort of maybe is a flavor of it, is how you started with that comment was that, um, uh, I have it here in my notes, okay, yeah, it's not Donna if, the, if we're giving to the extent of harming ourselves, which is a little different than what you were saying, but it can flow into that, this sense of, you know, I am such a generous person, I'm going to max out my credit cards every Christmas or whatever season. That is not Donna. That's some sort of something else going on there, you know, some sort of mm, striving or ego, because if it's, if it's harming you, then it's not Donna. You are part of the equation and need to also be in balance with what you're doing you know so which is a little bit of an aside from what you were pointing no, to but no but, but i think it's 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 true it's i mean it's quite relevant the the other side of the coin is us also learning to receive generosity 
absolutely absolutely so glad you said that and that's a hard one for a lot of people isn't it yeah yeah great points thanks for sharing those reflections yeah anybody else which showed up with the practice today was it something you were able to remember yeah Jeanette were you gonna say something yeah, actually, that led, that actually leads into some of the things I was pondering is that balancing generosity for yourself and generosity for others, and particularly with respect to time. Huh. So, so I was working all day, literally all day, and I'll be working after this. It's, there was a, a few things that came up, and there were fairly small things that I could have done for someone, and it would have felt good. And I know if I had done it, it would have felt good because it would have been a generous thing. It would help them get along. But then the other half of my brain was going, okay, but you're not going to get this done then. Yeah. Um, which then stressed me. Plus that had a ripple effect on someone else. So it was that the time, the generosity of time is something I'm struggling with, I guess. Mm -hmm. And how do the balance, balance that your needs with the needs of others? Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like you're 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 in that inquiry. You're really feeling that, like the 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 inclination is there, the intention, the desire to be of service, and aware that we, you know, it's called like spoon theory. We all have a certain number of spoons, and and I'll I'll share the link to that later. Um, if we're depleting ourselves all the time, then how is there anything to give? So we also, it's balanced like what Andrew was saying. Are we also allowing ourselves to receive? And are we including ourselves in that inquiry? It's really not something that anyone else can say for us but that, that, that it's alive for you and you're feeling into it and saying, hmm, I could, that would feel good, and it will also be pretty harmful because I'm just pretty maxed out right now. Then how did that feel for you in, in how it unfolded today? So it actually it felt stressful. And in the body, I could feel I could feel the stress in different parts of the body, of kind of a push pull of wanting and then feeling badly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. 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 So, and is that related to like Andrew's comment about it's hard for us to give to ourselves, or it's hard to also feel that it the value of taking care of the self. Is that where the tension is? That is probably part of it, yes. Yeah. yeah. And there's probably more layers to it. I think so, I think. yeah. And it, it, it is, it's like, I don't know about others, if I'm in that work, it's hard to take that time to, to really stop and analyze. Because there's a number of times I could feel it. I said, oh, this would be a good time to just kind of sit with it. Yeah. Oh, but I have to go to my meeting now. Huh. <laughs> or 
before I have to respond to this. And so that I think finding some of this in that work day where so much is out of your control from a time perspective. Yeah. Um, is that challenging kind of thing? But that's like, but it's trying to figure out how do I do that in the moment? Um, but still function in that world, right? Because I can't stop the work world. Yeah. I can take, it, it's, yeah. Hmm. I th and I think the more we really practice with this, you know, really em embodied front front of awareness way, different opportunities may arise that maybe don't seem like so grandiose or big or time draining or energy draining. Um, like for for me today, it was simply giving myself the gift of going outside and um, giving some offerings to the river and gratitude saying thank you and appreciating the river and the forest um, and that was like about as much as I could manage today in terms of giving and connecting with generosity um, that was, I mean, there were other little, little things of checking in with somebody that, uh, I knew would probably want to hear from me. Um, that was one other thing, but, so I'm just want, you know, to inquire, are there smaller, simpler things that just feel like a connection with Donna? Yeah. I've been, oh, sorry, Jeanette, go ahead. I was just going to say one thing and then, yeah, I was just going to say one thought I had was that I'm a reminder that every time I send an email and let's say it's giving advice or whatever, that that's a, a, a form of generosity. Yes, it's work, but it's actually a form of generosity because you're sharing an expertise. And so I actually had that thought in the morning. The irony was I, through the day, I kept forgetting that. I said, okay, next time you send an email, just think about this as an act of generosity. So that is my goal for next tomorrow. Oh, just to remember that as I love that, Jeanette. That's beautiful. How to bring those pieces together so it's not like my work is one thing and I, the th other, you know, how do we bring that generosity into the work? Perfect. Yeah. Reagan? Jeanette, I love that. I'm going to use that too. I have the same struggle you do with how do you work a contemplative life into a busy work schedule, I think. Um, but I think, Jill, what struck me today was just how profound it was. I really love that moment this morning when you said, okay, essentially we're done and now your practice begins. And the way you've begun to, to sort of remind us that our practice is really what we do out there in the world, right? Um, and so this morning, I, I also, as part of that, appreciated the moment where you said, for instance, if you feed your pets with a clear mind and and during the morning meditation, actually, both of my cats were trying to shoulder the door open because I hadn't fed them. And I, I found myself irrationally irritated with them. You know, I, I'm thinking, don't you know I'm on retreat? I, I explained to you. Huh. <laughs> and yet um, it, it was so lovely to think, you know, after we practiced that I went out there with a clear mind and instead of being irritated with them, interacted with them positively. Mm -hmm. um, 
And I saw it another couple of times during the day when someone was uh, pulling me away from something else and, and needing my attention. And I could really weigh and think carefully about, okay, is this the right act of generosity to give them my full attention? Um, and it was nice to have that clear mindedness. So I, I just wanted to thank you for that because I appreciated that reminder that it's our day to day lives. That's, that's the real practice. That's sweet. Thanks so much. Great. Um, so um, there's more uh, kind of hand raising than uh, than I'm attending to. So I'm going to uh, give it back to Sapria. I think um, uh, or Kathy. I'm not sure which one of you. Leslie. Is. Leslie has been waiting to speak. She's Leslie. Okay. Thanks so much. And then Sheila. Great. Uh, Leslie. So many of the things that people are saying really uh, showed up for me today. And it's one of the reasons why I so love this uh, format of retreat, you know, about the idea of bringing our intentionality and our mindfulness into our, our regular day, which is just fantastic. So today, I, as, as we finished this morning, I had, uh, you know, some ideas about ways in which I wanted to express generosity. So I was kind of excited about these little projects. And of course, I had no time to do <laughs> any yeah. of them. And so, you know, felt a little disappointment about not being able to, to uh, express uh, gratitude in that way. But I kind of realizing that over the last couple of days, my um, well, last few months, I would say, probably the thing that I've been given opportunities to practice more of is the receiving of generosity. And I noticed that um, uh, yesterday when I was sick, a couple of neighbors volunteered to bring me meals and do that, this, that, and the other thing. I didn't need any of it. You know, I was fine, but I found it was good to catch myself and say, let them express their generosity, receive their generosity. It is a gift. It is my gift to them to be able to receive something that I don't really need, but they want to express to me, which, which was kind of, it's not, it's, um, as you, as you said, it's not, uh, that's sometimes harder to do than to actually sometimes, sometimes be, be generous. Yeah. So I think that what somebody mentioned about time, you know, that's the, the most precious resource I have. And a lot of us have at this, at this moment. So I find a lot of struggles around how to um, not disappoint myself, you know, with the, the limits of my, my, my ambitions for generosity exceed, <laughs> exceed my capacity on a daily basis. Mm. And so, uh, you know, learning how to be okay with that and comfortable with that. And, uh, but it's, it's, um, it's, a, it's a work in progress. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's great though, to feel that, I think for me that it was the intention is the most important part because I found myself all day looking for opportunities or mm -hmm. all day. Oh, and, and, and part of the act of generosity is the receiving of, is the gratitude of like, as you just said, Leslie. And, and so I just let myself like lay on the couch and rest for a while and receive mm -hmm. that gift to myself or receiving the forest and all of that support and yeah so this is all part of donna for sure 
was it Lorna then? Sh Sheila. Oh, okay. Um, Hi. Sheila? Yeah. Sheila. Um, yeah, it was an interesting reflection for me because, uh, and it did show up more around the, in, the attitude that I bring to what I'm doing. So, so for instance, this morning, my, um, I was working from home to prepare for groups that I facilitate um, tomorrow. And uh, we're get we're in week ten of ten week groups, so it's the mm -hmm. final week, and it's been feeling a bit draggy as we, you know, will this ever end? And uh, so you know, I was really conscious of of thinking of the prep as a, an act of generosity to the participants tomorrow, right? So, and that really did shift for me. I, I found I was much more wholehearted about it, and in reading through some of the material. Um, I was rereading it because it's stuff I've done before, but I was connecting with it in a different way for myself. I was receiving a lot more from it. And uh, so that so that was interesting. And I also, before I left to go work in the clinic in the afternoon, I was hoping to, um, uh, I still have Christmas stuff on my front porch and I it's this job that's been nagging at me. Yeah, people are smiling, right? <laughs> you know, there's a whole winter's accumulation of dust and dirt from the front sidewalk and there's these wreaths that have gotten all tatty. And I've been thinking of this as this chore that I need to do. And and I thought of it as this act of generosity for the neighborhood not to have <laughs> <laughs> And for me. And and it, and sort of a generosity of like clearing the way for spring. And that was all uh, very lovely. And then uh what I noticed though is as the day so I sort of took that with me that that feeling into the clinic. But I did notice some people have talked about time I noticed as the day went on and I got fatigued I'm very fatigued I was actually almost like I almost pitched forward and, and knocked the computer over and fell asleep on it um, that as I got fatigued that that feeling of the slog and just sort of um, what I have to do was it was it, it was just interesting there was a real shift from that feeling of giving generously to feeling oh this is a slog this is hard Wow. Well, that's what I noticed. Great, my... great insights. I'm so glad that just that, that uh, shift in intention and mm -hmm. attitude and, mm -hmm. is enough to change something that you've done so many, yeah, I was... so many times. Yeah, and I was quite it... surprised by that, actually, how, wow. how profound that was. And, how, and then how it could also be kind of, I got into the clinic and things were busy and and I just got tired and yeah, it was kind of, it was evaporated, but <laughs> it was a nice place to rest and to think about that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. Anyway, that's my... Thank you. Uh, Kathy, who's, who's the next one? Was it Lorna? Lorna. Okay, thank you. And I have to say, I find it interesting that you called my name because I hadn't raised my hand yet, but I was thinking of doing it. Oh. That was really interesting for me. <laughs> anyway, um, I've had, I did an act of generosity today that's been about two weeks in coming. Mm. And the process of um of doing it has been sort of a, a prelude to what you've been talking about um because a friend of mine 
her family, her sisters were gathering in Kingston and she hasn't seen them, some of them for four years and several, um, it, she had chosen not to because of the risk of taking the bus to Kingston. Mm. And so the thought arose for me and I followed through on it that I would drive her mm. to Kingston. Um, and I did that today and we talked about it because I didn't want it to be transactional. Yeah. Um, and I did notice that it was an idea that just emerged and and I, I got to notice how, how good I felt about doing that. Um, so it was just, it was, you know, um, it, it felt like a really genuine experience of generosity. Mm. And we did get to see the sunrise. <laughs> it has all, all the elements there. That's lovely. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Maybe we'll have one or two more, and then I'll say a little bit, and we'll see if there's um, some more uh, after that. So, um, was there anyone else, Kathy? No, nobody else has their hand raised. Oh, okay. So maybe I'll just slide in some notes here and then we'll, if there's some time, we'll see uh, if anyone else has reflections or questions. Uh, so this, this word, um, Donna, that we're talking about today, which is the, one of these, we could call it the first, you know, one of the the first pillar of dham, of the Dharma of Dhamma, and uh, this word Dana, it's in your resource document, this Pali word, and it means to give. It generally, there goes my video. It does that sometimes, so I'll just turn it off and back on. One sec. I'm still here. Um, so generally, it means giving alms, alms giving to monastics, to bhikkhus, bhikkhunis, um, who go to the village with their alms bowl to receive um, nourishment and food and the that uh, we talked about earlier. Um, so it's it's in particular um, a reference to the supporting of the, the community, the Sangha, as we are, a community, uh, to the monastics and to the continuation of the Dharma. So it's this sense of interconnectedness that the community is supported by by the teachings and by the monasteries and then the that res, that's reciprocated and interconnected um, in the Pali English dictionary one of the definitions for this uh, word dana is also distribution I really like that it this distribution because to me, it, ha it has a sense of a bit more equality, egalitarian aspect. Um, 
uh, there's a little story here um, in Sylvia Borstein's book which I also referenced in your document um, Sylvia Borstein's pay attention for goodness sake uh, where she's relating um, uh, that this woman Louise M Davies was a principal donor for the building of a very beautiful symphony hall in San Francisco and she was the principal donor to the extent that they named it for her so quite quite the principal donor and um, there was a newspaper story after the building was inaugurated and the um, interviewer quoted her answer to this question the question was why did you give this gift of six million dollars and uh, they reported that her reply was because I had it that's so good I gave it because I had it she didn't give it because you know she didn't go into a big lengthy story about how music was important in her life or you know I've always wanted to do something uh, whatever there wasn't a big statement it was just kind of this obvious statement of um, I had it it's so so simple and we can you know and this relates to some of these conversations here around time I had the time I was able to offer it I had this extra food I was able to offer it um, you know and if you if you don't have it then you don't offer it um, yeah I, I just love the simplicity of that reply um, and it, it to me it speaks to this sense of distribution that if someone has a, whatever resource time awareness ability to hear someone whatever it is if you it's a sense if I have it I can offer it um, another I find inspiring reflection is that without Donna without this practice of generosity there would be no Dhamma no Dharma <laughs> there would likely be no Buddha that in the way that it has come to be um, there may be other Buddhas and there have been other Buddhas but everything being a conditioned arising the teachings that we are experiencing right now um, the Buddha the man Siddhartha Gautama would not have had the support the conditions necessary to support awakening and to support teaching if he hadn't been supported with you can stay here for the rains retreat uh, here's food like completely supported for all of those years of practice and all those years of teaching so if there wasn't Dana there wouldn't be Dharma and maybe there wouldn't be this Buddha that we're that we're mm, aware of right now uh, there's another aspect of generosity that's called um, chaga and uh, I'll, it's it's C A G A in Pali C is always pronounced CH so it's chaga and there should be an accent over the first A a straight line over it 
the same as with Donna. And this this um, chaga is more it's uh, it's generosity, but it's the it's the aspect of it of abandoning, giving up, relinquishing what we're holding on to. So it's the 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 part of generosity that is really pointing to the letting go. And, and in the dictionary, it's uh, defined as a heart bent on giving. <laughs> Lovely phrase, a heart bent on giving. Uh, I really appreciated hearing your reflections today of, um, you know, how these aspects that are pointed to this morning, um, that before giving, one is glad. And so even if it turned out that, but I didn't have time to do it, or I d wasn't able to do it, feel how the heart was gladdened today just in the contemplating, the thinking about where can I, what can I offer? Is there, is there anything that's available in, in this day, a way for me to support others, to support life? So even just in that first part before giving, one is gladdened in the contemplating, in the uh, inquiry. While giving, one's mind is bright and clear. This can be a really helpful place of inquiry that some of you were pointing to, like, you know, like Andrew was sharing with the colleagues that are like, well, now I feel like I should do something too, or they're going to expect it. So kind of sounds to me like in that experience, they're, they would not be feeling bright and clear in their giving. <laughs> they're kind of feeling, you know, they've got some story of obligation. And so that's missing that element of it really being clear, really like like Andrew's description of clearing the snow. It's just like natural thing to do. I, I had the time and the ability. I would do it. Um, so to look for that in ourselves, in, in that action. And then after giving is gratified. So, and it, uh, I think we can kind of have the feeling like that it's selfish or something to reflect on that or to feel gratified for something we've offered or been able to do. Like, oh, it's nothing or, you know, and it's actually considered skillful to allow yourself to feel gratified. You know, the, the, the clearness that um, was just described of, of being able to offer that drive and just feel the lightness, the clarity and the gratification, the joy of it without any, any uh, strings or it's not creating a big story of self. Um, yeah, important. Hmm. I don't think I want to get into that. Okay. Uh, generosity is the opposite of greed. Greed is one of the three, what are called, clashes. Greed, hatred, and delusion are the three primary 
they're called clashes. What's the other word for it? Uh, entanglements, um, the three roots of suffering, greed, hatred, and delusion. And the opposite of greed is generosity, is renunciation. So, and through the week, you'll notice that the other two of these three pillars are the opposite of the other clashes. So, Sila is the opposite of hatred. We'll talk more about this tomorrow. And Bhavana is the opposite of delusion. So don't don't get stuck on that. We'll get to those when we get to it. So, but just saying that these three pillars of Dharma are the exact antidotes and opposites of these. Uh, things that really cause us a lot of suffering, greed, hatred, and delusion. Mm. Yes. This is, um, so maybe lastly I'll say here, well it might not be lastly, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> Generosity arises as a response to the awareness of a need. It's a natural arising when we're not entangled in a lot of selfing. We it's it's related to uh, compassion. You know, when we see suffering, the response is natural. It, the response naturally arises and it's very similar with this with dana generosity and chaga generosity um, that it's just the response to the awareness and seeing of a need uh, it's a natural impulse that of the heart it's a natural impulse of the heart to respond and offer right So maybe we don't have to think about it so much. It's good to incline the heart, to have intention, and then to see what comes. Incline the heart, have the intention, and, and let the heart respond. Uh, because responding feels more comfortable than not responding. Check that out. If we see a need, it takes some contraction and protection and substances to not see the need and to not respond. Responding actually feels more comfortable. You you know, you were sharing these experiences of that feels good. be all um, <clears throat> yep I think that's all <laughs>
I put that chart in your resource document. It's worth looking at again. Uh, of, uh, from Sylvia Borstein, that little chart referred to it this morning and I screen shared it this morning. There's a lot in that. It's a really helpful little, you could cut that out and put it up, paste it somewhere. So the practice of generosity develops the habit of sharing. You know, the more we bring this inclination, it can become a habit. Um, and it, it becomes a habit because we experience the joy of not feeling needy. We're so used to trying to protect and get, uh, and, you know, our, our culture is totally telling us that all the time. You're going to be happy if you get this. Um, and it's supported by seeing the need, is supported by seeing the suffering in the world, is supported by the wisdom of our interconnectedness, the first noble truth um, that all beings are experiencing suffering. And it's reinforced by the the feeling of relief. Like I said, it feels more comfortable to give than to not give, because we it it's relieving our sense of self preoccupation. And uh, manifests as contentment. Thank you, Kathy. Kathy has posted the document link into the chat again in case you don't have it handy. Thanks so much. Hmm. Um, yesterday, Sunday, I was saying that these three pillars are also referred to as three practices. The three... Um, paper on the floor. Um, doo -doo -doo. Three practices, three trainings, that's the word I was looking for, three understandings. And so the first one of these that we've talked about so far is dana. So it is a practice. It's it's an undertaking. It's um, and you we've all started to explore today and feel and some of you are living this way all the time anyways um, for me it was helpful to really bring this up to the fore in my awareness today and I just could feel it was just like humming there you know just kind of a buzz like hmm where can I practice generosity today can I just practice really receiving and be and feeling gratitude for all the generosity I've received um, another aspect another definition of generosity is what's called um, Dhamma Dana and that's the gift of the teachings which of course has changed my life and ever since it's been my intention to also just offer the Dharma as my Donna whenever I can yeah hmm so 
we have just a few minutes here before we wrap up for the evening. Anybody have uh, something that's alive for you that you would like to share or reflect on or ask about? Ah, thank you, Supriya. Uh, Leslie? Yeah, it's a big topic to bring up at the last minute, but I was just struck by what you said about um, uh, Donna being a natural response to noticing suffering. And um, there's an awful lot of suffering to notice, Jill. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just put that out there yeah. as a as a question because it, I think it is a it's a each each of us in individually you know there's there's more suffering to go around than I have generosity to give and so it's a it's a it's a it, it causes a feeling of of suffering in me to know that I I can't I don't have the the all the generosity that is needed to respond to the suffering right so I'll just put that out as a line of inquiry for for other days <laughs> I mean truer words could haven't haven't been spoken it's absolutely absolutely true and it can lead us into a feeling of overwhelm and despair and freeze because it's like it's too much I what can I do where can I respond and um, and yet, you know, the beautiful example of like offering food to our animal companions in a, with a, 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 a good kind energy. So, so important. Uh, you know, offering gifts to the, the river today. Uh, like, Yes, we can't do. We can't end all the suffering in the world. Um, what can we do? And we 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 find that we all have opportunities every day, even in lockdown, even when we're, you know, it's like, oh, I can't go somewhere and give someone a twenty dollar tip for a coffee. I can't, you know, let somebody else in front in the lineup at the store because I'm in lockdown or whatever. Oh, well, who could I phone? Or, you know, what could, you know, there's all these, there's lots of ways, yeah. Anybody else that hasn't spoken that might want to say a few words? No? Ebony? I, um, for me, I think it's really important to see people and to give Donna that way. Mm -hmm. um, if I, you know, I've noticed how many people respond to a smile um, or just being recognized or a wave from across the street or saying good morning. And sometimes that type of energy can shift people in amazing ways. And we don't know where that will lead them, right? Like the force of that energy and how it 
it will impact them and then impact who they impact. So just the Donna of kindness. Um, sometimes it doesn't have to be anything but an energy exchange. And that can be incredibly powerful, especially for people who are often unseen. Yeah. Yeah. What a beautiful note to end on. Thank you, Ebony. That's uh, absolutely true. We have no idea the, the ripple effect of these simple, heartful gestures. Beautiful. Um, so Supriya has put, uh, uh, thank you Supriya for reminding me to just check in again. Would anybody like to meet for uh, a visiting lunch tomorrow at noon? You could, you could do a thumbs up or a wave or in a chat. Uh, so we have a couple of people. There we go. Okay. So I will be here. Um, we'll say noon till one and you, you can drop in drop out um and i will i'll be here to let you in and and yeah we'll just have a have a social be lovely um last comment here in the chat uh that leslie oh that was a direct message to me uh, from Melanie, so I'm not sure if that's okay to to share. That's okay to share? Okay. Uh, so Melanie is sharing that, uh, Leslie, what you were sharing helped Melanie realize that the great paradox of being human, wanting to end the suffering and accepting that suffering is part of the human experience. Yes. <laughs> well said, Melanie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're, we're going to have to end it there because at 8.30. So um, that's exactly. And that's, oh, I could just keep going, but I can't. I must not. I must not. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up, Melanie. The first noble truth, the second, you know, and the third noble truth. Um, it, yeah, it's all, it's all there. So good thing we have the rest of the week to keep going <laughs> tomorrow we'll start um the next next aspect and uh we're here uh zoom room will open probably five to seven i think you know so you can come and be in the waiting room and so that we can start right at uh, seven in the morning yay uh we're just one minute over time so we're just going to take a like just a few moments to offer our merit at the end of this day so just uh, in a way that resonates for you a few breaths of feeling how our hearts are touched by this beautiful Sangha the sharing the wisdom showing up Our deepest intention to be of agents of love and support and change in this world to respond to suffering may the punya the merit of our practice be of service for the awakening and the freedom 
for all beings everywhere. Thank you so much for your practice and sharing. I look forward to seeing you in the morning. Uh, if you're not able, uh, we'll get the recording up as soon as we can. Thank you, dears. Good evening. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.